Hey friends, welcome back to the Modern Christian Podcast. I am your host, Shania Robinson, and this is episode three. Yeah, I have to tell you that one of my episodes got deleted. Like, it was a good 20-minute episode, and I'm sad. I'm, like, really, really sad about the fact that it got deleted. I don't know how it got deleted. I don't know if one of my lovely children got on the computer and was fiddling around with stuff. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I know it got deleted. But I also know (laughs) this is a word. I also know that it was meant to get deleted. Like, even if it was accidental, I just wasn't supposed to put it out there. Because if I was supposed to put it out there, it wouldn't have got deleted. So I'm going to just go with the fact that that was God's way of being like, I don't want this to be released. Instead, I want you to talk about this. But that don't take away the fact that my feelings weren't hurt. Because I personally thought it was a good episode topic. I thought, honestly, can't remember what the topic was. But I it had to be good because I spoke I spoke for 21 minutes and 45 seconds. I remember the exact time. I have no idea what I was talking about, though. No idea. And I thought it was good. But obviously it wasn't good because it got deleted. And I think that was just God like, nah, nah, chill. So sometimes our will is in his will. And we just have to accept that. Listen, I'm opening the episode with the word. How about that? Today's episode topic is feel it. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Uh, Feel what? Whatever you need to feel. I guess this stems off of, so we talked last episode, I talked about, you know, my baptism and, you know, the diff- a different way to do church and, you know, you got to check it out, episode two, uh, no church in the wild, <laughs> but what the portion of the bat of, of, you know, what I didn't get to is all of the chaos surrounding the baptism, right? And just, um, how things kind of like unraveled when I came home and then like all of, you know, like by the, the day we got back in that Sunday and Monday, I was like done with people on Monday. And it's crazy because it's like, oh, you just got baptized. You just got raised to life. You should be happy right now. And you should still be on a spiritual high. And yeah, but I wasn't. And it's not that I didn't have my intimate moment with God. Um, because amidst all the chaos, I still had my intimate moment with God. It's just that life came at me fast. And, you know, I don't like to give the enemy much credit because um, he's really not that powerful. Um, but I knew that the moment that I took this step in my journey and in my walk, things were going to get harder. Because, you know, it's it's not just like a cliche saying. It's it is the truth. With each new level, there's a new devil that you have to face. And so it's just like things just, gosh, it's like he just started attacking out of nowhere. And it's like he knows your weak spots. And so I was just having, I was having conversations. Actually, I was scrolling the Facebook. I was on Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook and I was scrolling and I saw a picture of something and then it made it triggered something it just made me really mad and then all these questions started running through my head and then I got angry um 
about, you know, I, I don't really, I don't try to tell other people's stories. So I don't, I can't go into actual detail. Um, but it triggered something in me, which made me angry, but I was just trying to be there for the person that actually had the situation was surrounding, right? And then I had a conversation with a family member and that that triggered me and I was just done. I was just done with people. Like I just did not want to deal with people. And there were so many thoughts just like running through my mind and I began to become discouraged. Um, you know, got it started opening some doors and I've been blessed with an opportunity that I will tell y'all about once it's done. Um, and I was I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm not going anymore. You know, I thought about not writing anymore just because um, everybody is not going to like your story. Uh, your truth going to make a couple of people upset, especially if they were the villains in your truth, especially if they were the villains in your story. And I mean, but on the flip side, like at some point you have to accept the fact that in somebody else's story, you were probably once a villain. I know I was. Um, and I, and I know I definitely don't pretend to be perfect because I'm not like the whole purpose of the modern Christian is to remind people that no matter where you were, who you were, where you've been, God loves you. And he still wants to use you no matter what. And so it was just the conversation with my family member left me feeling extremely, um, extremely discouraged, you know, and I was just like mentally and, and physically and just spiritually exhausted. Um, and I had a, like a list of things that I really needed to get done. And on top of that, my children were sick. Like we got back from North Carolina and my two youngest kids decided it was okay to get sick. I'm joking. I know they didn't choose to get sick, but they got sick. And so I had both little ones at home, which was so chaotic. I still needed to unpack, um, you know, my baby, my my almost 19-month-old, even though she's sick, she's still like a walking hurricane. And so, you know, running behind after her, still trying to handle business, still dealing with stuff with my daughter's school. Like It was just, it, it was a lot. And I kept trying to push through. And, you know, I wanted to write um, because even though I was discouraged, I write my best stuff in the midst of pain. Um and so I was trying to write, but it wasn't coming out right. And, you know, I kept just trying to like push through and push through and push through until I realized that, you know, the more I tried to push through, the more exhausted I became. And I just needed to feel it. Like I just needed to feel all of the things that I was feeling because I really just needed to process what I was feeling. And the more that I didn't process it the worse it got like I couldn't just keep ignoring what was going on like I had I needed to address it I needed to talk to God about it I needed to pray about it but before I could you know like verbally talk to God about it I really had to come to terms with where I was and how I was feeling and when I say my baptism was chaotic yeah, it was chaotic like so after the baptism um, we go into, you know, you get changed in, in the room you're in, in this, this room. And then when well, you get changed in the bathroom, then you go back in the room and get your stuff. And then we had our children, right? And so I have three kids and we had to register them for e-kids. 
I didn't know they needed to be registered. It was our first time. So we had to register them for eKids, and we had to put everybody in different rooms. Oh, my word, y'all. <laughs> the baby. So Leah has this thing where she uh, bagels out. And basically, like, she'll cry so hard where, like, you know how babies cry and, like, they hold their breath? And then they start crying again. It's like they hold their breath and they, and they do this like silent cry. Well, Leah goes to the extreme. Not only does she hold her breath, she will pass out. Like she will just start screaming and cry so hard. Then she starts holding her breath and then she just pass out. And so as I was handing her off to the e-kids volunteer, Leah decided that she was going to cry so hard and pass out. And so that was the whole situation. And every like this is the second time that she did it. And oh my word, it doesn't matter how much medical knowledge you have. And y'all, I have been trained in the medical field, like like trained, trained. Um and still, when it's your own child or your own family member, it's different. And so then only, so we got Leah passing out. Then Kennedy is right next to us and she's crying because she thinks she's going to be separated from her older sister. And I'm like, you're not going to be separated from your older sister. And so it was just like a whole mess. Finally, they got into the E-Kids. Everybody got situated. You know, we were able to, my husband and I were able to sit in service together um, while our kids were okay and e-kids. And the one thing I love about the church is that they actually, like, text you. So they were, like, texting me and, like, sending me pictures, like, she's okay, which is, like, wonderful because I was worried. Um, and I didn't want to leave her. And I was like, let's just go home. Forget it. Let's just go home. Like, there were so many times where I was just like, let's just go home. And it was just, it missed, it missed all of the chaos. And all of the things going wrong. Um, they, I still found joy in those moments. You know, of course, you know, I still, I still definitely had the intimate moment that I had with God. And um, that was beautiful. But there's still like, there's aftermath after, you know, after that. And there was, well, for me, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know about y'all. But for me, there was an aftermath. Like once we got home and things got settled and it was just a lot. And I was trying to just push through, like act like nothing was bothering me, act like I was okay because this had to get done and that had to get done. And I needed to sit down my computer and do this. And, you know, I needed to do this for this business. And I had a client and it was just a lot until I realized like, I just need to sit in this and I need to feel it. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to distance yourself from people for a moment, not forever, but for a moment. Like, I think we fail to realize sometimes that Jesus left his disciples a lot. Like, he would go away from the crowds in solitude to reset and to rest. And sometimes you have to do that. And so I had to sit there with my house a mess, suitcases all over the floor. Um, the kids had stuff everywhere. I just had to sit there and just allow myself to really feel everything that I was feeling so that I could go to God and talk to him about everything that was going on. And, you know, it was just, 
I just had to, I just had to feel it. And so I just wanted to encourage you that it's okay to take a moment and process your feelings. I think that this society and our culture, that like not just African American culture, but American culture, we're always in a rush. Like we're always in a rush. Everything is like moving so fast. Um, like we're in this, we're in this sprint and I don't know what we're trying to attain, but it has us food that everything comes quick. You know, people say we, we live in a microwave society where we want things instantaneously and that is so accurate. And that's why there are so many people who, there are so many adults walking around this, this, this world who don't know how to handle their emotions, who don't know how to process their emotions, who haven't even dealt with the traumas and the things that happen, not just in their day-to-day, but like in their past. And it's because we don't take the time to feel it, you know? And yes, it, it, I mean, it's of course it's uncomfortable. You know, I don't want to deal with my own inner insecurity sometimes. Like I don't want to process, you know, the thoughts of, well, why don't you feel adequate? And, you know, why, why do you feel disqualified? And is this what this person said? You know, is there any truth to that statement or, are they projecting some of their insecurities onto you? And if they are, don't lift that up. Or, you know, you're upset about this that doesn't really directly affect you. Is this something that you should be picking up at this moment? But like, you need your time to process that. And we don't allow ourselves to do that because we live in this, we've been taught to like keep going, to keep going, to grind, 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 and and hustle, 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 and I'll sleep when I'm dead. And it's the if you grind so hard now and you grind yourself into sickness and depression, when you're at the age that you can enjoy it, you're not going, I mean, you won't be able to enjoy it. It's okay to slow down and to feel and to process. Like it, I'm not, I'm not telling you to be lazy. I don't condone, I'm not condoning laziness. I'm not saying that you don't have to put work in to whatever it is God called you to. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is it is okay. Like it's okay to feel the emotions that you're feeling. And it doesn't matter if you're a male or female. Like, especially my males, especially my brothers. Y'all never allow yourself to feel the emotions of an event, of a situation, um, or or what have you. You just keep going because you've been taught that to stop and feel your emotions is a sign of weakness. But women have been taught the same thing with this model of being superhuman and, and supernatural and, you know, carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. But no, you have to stop and feel if, if the Lord, okay, if the Son of God stopped and felt his feelings, what makes you think that you don't have a right or that you don't need to stop and feel yours? Like, Jesus felt, and he was an emotional being also. So why do we think that we shouldn't stop and process our emotions? I'm not encouraging you to be led by your emotions. You should be led by the Holy Spirit. But what I'm saying is, it's okay to feel it. Jesus got sad and he cried. Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. Those were emotions. 
Jesus asked God, how, why did you leave me? Like, he felt his feelings. So why do we think that, that we shouldn't also give ourselves the opportunity? You know, that's part of self-care. I think that's part of self-care. I think that, you know, self-care isn't just, you know, going at manis and petties and having quiet time and, and that out with the girls. Like, self-care is also allowing yourself to feel the things that you need to feel so that you can reset and you could be ready to face tomorrow. And so I took the time today to just feel all of the feelings that I needed to feel and to really, you know, counteract those thoughts with the word of God. And if they didn't align with the word of God, then they weren't true and they wasn't about me. Um, but just to really, because, you know, you, you can't really heal from something or grow from something or, you know, remove a thought pattern that you have or that's been ingrained in you until you get to the core of it. You just can't remove the symptoms. you got to remove the core. And that's why feeling it is so important because it gives you an opportunity to really like look within yourself. And it gives you an opportunity to allow God to show you within yourself, where is this coming from? Why do I feel this way? You know, is this because something's, you know, why is this a trigger? Is it because of something that somebody said? Is it an insecurity that I have masked with something else? Is this an area of weakness for me? Um, however, whatever conversations you have with yourself, because that's a good thing. I always have conversations with myself. Um, however, you have to process. It's so beneficial. It's so beneficial. So I just, I wanted to encourage you to feel to allow yourself to feel it. That's taking care of yourself. That is a part of becoming a whole person, is giving yourself an opportunity to feel the emotions that you need to feel and to process them the correct way. That way you can either get over it, you can release it, you can let it go, um, and you can, you can get on to the next step. And today was, was, was hard, you know, and it's, it's exhausting. Um, and I don't know how, however you need to process your emotions. I'm a writer. So I write a lot of my emotions out because, you know, I'm a writer. I, that's kind of where my writing, excuse me, that's where my writing started. I wrote my pain and I would write, you know, that that was my secret conversation where I could become completely vulnerable and open with myself. And so I would write. And so what I did, like I've been writing all day and it may not ever be anything that I've published or that I will publish it's just that's how I was able to get get everything out and like to process it listen when you hold it in when you let's talk about what happens when you don't allow yourself to feel it because I think this thing is cultural um I think it's ingrained in us and I think it's rooted deep like deep like in our ancestors deep where we we had to ignore how we felt because that was survival. You know, in order to survive, we didn't have the opportunity to sit still and to be sad or to be angry or to, to be these things because we were slaves. And if you wanted to live, you know, you did what the master said to do. And so I think it's rooted all the way, like from, from ancestral, it's rooted, it's rooted, rooted. And it's just a constant cycle, right? It's a constant generational thing. 
And but when we don't allow ourselves to feel the consequences of that is you project that in other areas of your life. What do I mean? Um, you know, if you don't allow yourself to to process an event that made you angry and a, a traumatic event, um, some things that you've seen that you weren't supposed to see or words that were spoken over you and destroyed your self-esteem and destroyed who you were. They destroyed your identity. Um, people calling you out of your name, whatever it is, whatever the feelings are, they'll start to manifest themselves in other ways. You know, you'll find yourself um, getting mad in relationships, having broken relationships, It'll manifest itself in how you parent your children. You know, they'll do something minor and it'll trigger something and you'll overreact. And when the core of that is, you're not really mad at what they did. Because they're, they're children and most nine times out of ten, they were acting in the manner of which they should act for their age. You were mad because what they did triggered something in you. And so you reacted based off of the pain that you refused, you refused to deal with and you refused, you refused to allow yourself to feel. You know, you and your spouse are getting into an argument um, based off of something that happened to you when you were a kid. And so you're arguing about A, but that's not the real issue. The real issue is you never dealt with the core of what made you mad. And so you've now projected what happened to you as a child onto a current situation when one has nothing to do with the other. All because you won't allow yourself to feel the emotions that you need to feel and to process them in a positive way. That's key. You have to feel it and process it in a positive way. Because once you feel it and once you process it, you're supposed to be better afterwards. And that that's not a, you know, an easy process. And it's not a process that is going to happen overnight. But the ultimate goal, the ultimate end goal is for you to be a better person for it. It's for you to understand yourself better for it. It's for you to understand your strengths, for you to understand your weaknesses, and just to know to know yourself on an intimate level. And so processing it and allowing yourself to feel is crucial. It's crucial, especially if you're, you're on a journey to wholeness, you know, especially if you want to be a whole healed adult and raise whole healthy children. But for so long in our culture, we, we're so quick to sweep it all under the rug. You know, we don't we don't talk about things. You know, we tell our little boys that they can't feel. We tell our little boys that they're not allowed to have emotions. You know, I, I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. Stop crying. That's no reason to cry. What are you crying for? Um, and some of these times, like, I'm guilty of doing it myself. Like, I've done it. I've said it to my children until, until I know better. And until I, I started to walk in my own journey of wholeness and realize some of the things that I've carried on, some of the generational things that I was doing that I needed to stop because I'm going to raise whole, healthy, emotional, healthy children. And now I allow my children their space to feel, okay, you're emotional about that. No problem. You sit there, you figure out your emotions, and we'll talk about it in a minute. You know, unless they're just like being ridiculous and having a tantrum, that's a whole nother story. But I mean, we we do it and we pass it on. We pass it on to our kids and then our kids pass it on to their kids. And it just never stops. It never stops. And it's so 
it's detrimental not to talk about the things. It's detrimental to ignore the elephant in the room because all you're doing is continuing a cycle of brokenness and brokenness just breeds more brokenness and that just breeds more brokenness. And it doesn't stop until somebody decides to say, hey, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be whole. I want to know how to not feel this way and and I'm going to deal with these things because I don't want my children to deal with these things. And that's when the cycle stops. And because of this, because of this newfound knowledge that I have gained and attained, I now allow myself to feel how I need to feel without feeling guilty about it. So like, you know, I'll ignore a phone call. And it's not because of anything the person did. It's just, I don't have the capacity today to deal with that. And that's okay. Because I need to separate myself away from people so that I can deal with my own stuff in this moment. Um, you know, there's a meme that says, Every, everybody's absence isn't always about you. I mean, but that's true though. I think that we need to do more feeling it. And we need to do more of of processing and being honest with ourselves. And then once you're honest with yourself, once you allow yourself to feel it, and you're honest about how you, you feel and you have been feeling, then now you can go take that to whoever you need to take it to, whether it's a therapist or, you know, whether you need to have a family meeting and talk to your family about the things that happened to you in the past that they may not know about, you know, or maybe they know and they choose to ignore it. Once you acknowledge it now you can go and you could and even if I'm not saying that it's going to change them it probably won't you know especially older people are really stuck in their ways and the generation before us um you know each new generation learns new things and so the generation before us was not that generation of let's talk this out we're the generation of that we're the generation of understanding mental health and um, understanding trauma and abuse and all forms of abuse and our our parents and they didn't understand it they just did what was done to them um, so it may not necessarily change them but it'll help you and that's kind of the purpose so I'll leave you with this whatever you're feeling in this moment don't fight it just feel it allow yourself to cry Allow yourself to scream, write it out, run it out, however you need to release it. Allow yourself to feel it so that you can process it, so that you can release it, so that you can continue to become everything you're destined to become, which is greatness. I believe that you're destined to become great. I believe that, well, I know for a fact that if you're still on this earth, if you still have breath in your lungs, God has a purpose for you. And while God can use anybody and he could use your brokenness and he can use you broke he wants you to be whole yes he doesn't need you to be whole to use you as we have seen most of the greatest people who've done the greatest things in the bible were all broken and flawed people i'm not gonna say broken but i'm definitely gonna say they were flawed and they had issues and some of the issues may stem from brokenness however god can use you in that state. god could use you in any in any state that you are in in any place of, on your journey, but he desires for you to be whole. He desires for you to be healthy. He doesn't want you to continue to walk around with these weights. He doesn't, that's, that's, that's not, I mean, what father would want their child to walk around hurt? 
when he has healing. He has healing freely that he wants to give to you. But you have to acknowledge, you, you can't heal from something that you won't acknowledge. And I had to acknowledge today that this bothered me and this, I feel some type of way. And I don't understand how to process this. And, and um, you know, this is making me, I, I don't understand this in my faith and I need your help. Like I had to sit down and feel it today so that I can process it and I could talk to God about it and he could help me with it and I could heal and release and let go and keep doing what it is he called me to do. So whatever it is, allow yourself that moment to feel. Allow your children, uh, please allow your children to feel how they need to feel in these moments. There is nothing wrong with being in tune with your emotions. I'm not saying be led by them, but there's nothing wrong with being in tune with them. And then once you feel it, once you've cried all the tears, once you have binge watch TV or whatever you do for your feelings, whatever you do to feel, release, let go, and process, get up and keep moving. Because this world still needs you. Somebody is still waiting on you to do the thing that God told you to do. To do the thing that God put you on this earth to do. Somebody's still waiting on you. Y'all be encouraged.